This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Sitting here under the lights of Tiger Stadium as LSU wrapped up a 23-20 win over Auburn. Now entering the bye week 8-0 and and teeing itself up for a number one versus number two matchup with Alabama as the Crimson Tide are throttling Arkansas. I'm Billy Embody. With me, Shay Dixon. Shay, this is a game that was kind of weird. 2.30 kick, a lot of penalties, a lot of miscues. Uh, but in the end, LSU leaned heavily on Clyde Edwards-Elair. Joe Burrow had another 300-yard passing game, and LSU just kind of escapes, I guess. That's not a great word for that, but just kind of got it done. Right. I mean, I thought that the thing that stood out most to me was probably the defense. Um, and I don't think that Bo Nix is a world beater or anything, but Auburn's got some good running backs. Now, granted, they popped two big runs right to end the half and to begin the half uh, by DJ Williams, the freshman. Uh, but beyond that, they didn't really do anything on the ground. Uh, they held Nixon check. They pressured him. They had a handful of sacks, a bunch of uh, QB pressures. Uh, and then I would say second, Edward Dealer has just been – when they've needed him in big games, he's really stepped up for him. You go back to Texas, some big runs, uh, obviously in the lead up to eight and zero. But uh, tonight he was he was really good. I mean, we saw a burst, we saw the spin moves, the cuts, uh, and Joe Burrow said a swing point in the game was uh, Insminger and Brady got on the headset and said, "Hey, let's just try to run it down their throats here, see if they can stop us." Uh, it took four plays, all of them went to Clyde. They scored in less than a minute. Uh, and that obviously gave them the cushion they needed. And then I thought tonight was kind of, you're right, it was a weird game, a lot of penalties, all that sort of stuff. But tonight was sort of like vintage Burrow from a year ago where it was sometimes he's running for his life, sometimes he's taking massive hits, he's getting you know trash talk and he's doing all that. Uh, he ran more tonight than we had seen him kind of in previous games where he's just sat back and thrown it. So uh, I thought it was one of those games that, you maybe need, you know, once a year where you kind of have to put it together in ways you aren't normally doing and you still come out on top. Yeah, Ed Ogeron talked about the grit in the post-game press conference, LSU putting that grit together and just finding a way to win. And, and look, there were some miscues. I think uh, defensively they, they were able to, to kind of put it all together at the end, especially in the second half. They, you know, we mentioned the, the – the long run by Williams, but they they kind of stiffened up, tightened up in the in the red zone, and were able to to kind of hold there for a field goal, which was which was key. And from there, they really got after Bo Nix and pressured him all night. Yeah, I mean, beyond that final drive of the game, or I guess not the final drive of the game, but when Auburn scored and then LSU got it and, and kind of worked the clock off, uh, it was I think they were at minus nine yards. So they had the DJ Williams uh, run right before I guess right first play of the second half. Grant Delpit chased him down. They hold him to a field goal. Uh, from then, they, I think it was probably midway through the fourth quarter, they were at minus nine yards from that run until then. So really impressive by the defense, as you said. Some some red zone goal line stops for them as well. Uh, but I think we're seeing it, and Orgeron talked about it, is beyond Todd Harris, they've got everybody, you know, beyond the guys who aren't playing anymore this year because they're hurt, they got all those guys back, Lawrence, Logan, Divinity, um, and we're just seeing a different LSU defense than we saw at the beginning of the year. They're playing 
a lot better. They seem a lot more confident. Uh, Aranda had a great game plan today, I thought, and um, you probably have more confidence right now in the LSU defense than you have all season. Yeah, and uh, another big thing was was Terrace Marshall coming right back in, and, and he scored a touchdown. But Jamar Chase, who set up that touchdown for Terrace Marshall, had a huge day, eight receptions, 123 yards. He was he was excellent, I thought, all day for, for Joe Burrow. And so that was big. The offensive line, going to have to get some things fixed. But, look, outside of Alabama, they're not going to face an offense like they're facing or a defensive line like they're fa- like they face tonight against Auburn. No doubt. I mean, I thought that Florida's obviously got a really great defensive line, but um, they were down two of their better players that game, or at least to start, you know, early in the game when a Florida's players got hurt. Tonight you had Marlon Davidson, Big Cat Bryant, uh, obviously uh, the man who, who kind of everybody fears uh, in the middle. Derek Brown. Uh, Derek Brown. He was so good that I almost forgot his name. <laughs> they were throwing LSU around at times in the first half, and I thought the O-line really buckled in. Orgeron thought, and that might be something we don't often think of, but Orgeron kind of pointed to tempo, helped them wear down the defensive line enough to where they could start uh, busting off some big plays on them. But, um, yeah, kudos to the Auburn D-line, but, uh, again, kudos to the LSU offense because I thought that they did enough to kind of navigate around how well that, uh, you know, the guy in the tr- the guys in the trenches played for Auburn and, and get the win. You look back at this game, and, and a lot of people are going to point to the penalties. A lot of there's yeah. personal fouls. There's the late hit on Avery Atkins. There was the the Ty Davis Price you know, uh, hit to the head or whatever after his first down run. He had gotten gotten the first down, and then it's called for a personal foul. A few other things. I mean, holdings, a false start here and there, and then the, the Derek Stingley fumble. They've got some things to clean up looking ahead uh, as as they get ready for Alabama in two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I thought that special. I thought that they were going to set a record for special teams penalties tonight. It was one thing after the other. Um, and then obviously some other penalties. Like you said, there were uh, some freshman mistakes as well, you know, by both Ty Davis-Price and Stingley. Um, both of them redeemed themselves in a way, you know, with some big plays later in the game. Uh, but, yes, there are things you definitely want to clean up. You can't go into Bama and have 100 and something yards in penalties. You won't win. So Burrow even talked about it. Look, he loved seeing the defense play well. He knows the offense can play well. He thinks people aren't given – in the run game enough credit he says they kind of set up the pass game a lot of the time even though we've seen him work in both directions with it you know pass to set up the run or run to set up the pass but uh, Burrow thinks they're moving to be a complete team there he praised Dad Moss there's a lot to like but you know that in these next two weeks you've got a lot of things you need to clean up if you're going to go to Bama and get a different result than uh, you've had each year since 2011. Okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Late in the game, Derek Stingley goes down on a play that followed. That was followed up, uh, or that was after Grant Delpit went right. down, and we saw him 
walking around in a boot after the game now, and, and that's going to be as, as watched as Tua Tungavailoa's ankle is, Grant Delpit's ankle is equally important. Yeah, and I saw Grant made some comments to some guys after the game. Um, even his family walked up. He said, I'm fine. Don't worry about anything. You know, I'm good. Um, walking with a little bit of a limp. But Orgeron said afterwards, obviously, he doesn't have any direct, you know, knowledge of if they need x-rays or anything like that. But he said, look, both of them should be fine. Uh, Jack Marucci usually comes to me if it's something serious, and he hasn't said anything about either of them. So it sounds like with two weeks to go that, you know, nothing serious there. The next two weeks for us are going to be a ton of fun. We're really going to be able to just watch this LSU team get into their element. They're going to go on the road recruiting. They're going to be preparing for Alabama, the number one team in the country now. So one versus two matchup. These next two weeks are are what you ask for. Yeah, we don't know who will be one and who will be two. I assume Bama will be one. Uh, They put it on Arkansas, at least from what we saw. But uh, it'll be exciting. Both of them at 8-0. Both of them get an extra week to prepare. Storylines galore, so uh, it'll be fun to cover it. We'll be there and have you guys covered with all your coverage of that one as LSU wraps up here with uh, with Auburn with a 23-20 win. They're cutting the grass here yeah, at Tiger Stadium. That's a lawnmower. So that's them telling us to basically get on out of here. And we're going to do just that, enjoy the bye week, and look forward to LSU-Alabama. Keep it locked on Go 24-7 for all of our postgame coverage and the lead-up to LSU-Alabama.